Some of us might be counting the days until we retire, while others might be dreading it. Not knowing what retirement looks like or being afraid of it can keep you from fully experiencing what should be the best time of your life. We know too many people who enter this phase either late, misdirected, or confused, and we're gonna fix that. We're here to help guide you through this time of life so it's filled with happiness, excitement, fulfillment, and a sense of purpose. I'm Mark Rollins. And I'm Jody Rollins, and we're your hosts of this podcast and the couple behind Retirement Transformed. Together, we're changing the way people think about, plan for, and live in retirement. This weekly podcast is adapted from our popular YouTube episodes, where we talk about a wide range of topics that affect people at different stages of their retirement journey. This is everything retirement except financial advice. Make sure to subscribe and let's get going. We spend a good portion of our lives savings for retirement, so we don't want to squander it away on useless items. Or pick up poor spending habits. Mm. You know, we're, you get to this point, you're on a fixed income, you want to be careful. So not every tempting purchase is going to bring value to your retirement. Actually, many purchases can lead to unforeseen burdens, which has happened to us. It, de- it definitely has happened to us. The last thing we all need is to find ourselves strapped financially and sitting on stuff and things that create more work than they do experience. Yeah. And they also have tremendous expense. Yeah, they might bring a little bit of joy, but not enough to justify it. Right. But today we're going to dive in and unveil for you five purchases that might seem appealing at first, but have hidden pitfalls in retirement. And if you guys are new here, thanks for joining us. I'm Mark, and this is my wife, Jody. We don't focus on the financial aspects of retirement, but rather lifestyle, health, relationships, and much more. All right, so let's jump in. Here we go. Retirees often believe they're making wise purchases and wise purchasing choices to, to enjoy their golden years, but many of them end up with regrettable financial drains. So first category is luxury items without a good purpose let's face it we've worked hard our entire lives up till now and if there's a little bit of extra money laying around it's a good time to splurge right it is i'm trying to think like what do we mean by luxury items well i think if you think about it is that something that might cost twice as much as the basic version or three times or four times yeah but doesn't bring as much value yeah so exotic sports car okay or even a brand new fancy car or my hankering that's hanging out there an antique pickup truck a 1957 ford or chevy pickup the year i was born so i could bang around town in that that's not a smart thing that's why i haven't bought it yet right so so exotic sports cars okay so, so they serve a purpose well, but yeah. do you really need the latest and greatest no, you don't yeah. and what are you going to do about maintenance and cost that's my kind of pushback on this truck what truck the truck you want i it's one it's not going to happen it's just a <coughs> little thing me. i have out there don't worry about it All we're right. not getting a truck i promise not i promise we're not going to get a truck <laughs> so anyway Exotics, you're retired, you need it, your car is up, uh, you had a company car, do you buy it, do you lease it, is it new or used? You gotta remember depreciation. What kind of options do you need? Do you, you really know, need? Do you really need right. the latest and greatest uh, Lexus GS 250 or I don't even I don't know. Even know. Yeah. But you need a car, right? You need to get around. So 
I think it's important to really challenge yourself when you're thinking of getting a car or a fancy car. Does it really make sense? And the other thing... So I'm good on that one because I'm right. not really a well, fancy car person. All right. Like so if, how about if, the latest computers, yeah. phones, gadgets? I mean, I love gadgets. So far, these two are speaking to you. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Let's jump into something different. Okay. How about high-priced designer clothing? I mean, this outfit costs what? <laughs> I'm not really a high-priced designer clothing kind of gal. I kind of wish I was. But I do believe, and I do have friends that have... You look nice, by the way. I like it. Thank you. I have one friend that has seven pairs of those Golden Goose sneakers, and they're like $750 a pair. I don't have any of that stuff. But you know what? PF Flyers. I wish they'd come back. Those are great sneakers. You don't remember PF Flyers? No. Back to luxury items, right? So for all luxury items, I think it's important to think about resale, maintenance and costs, longevity of use, and is it practical? Right. So that's maybe the best way to define for you individually what is a luxury item. And we're over with jewelry. It's out. No no more fancy jewelry, right? What you have is fine. Yeah. You're good. I'm I'm yeah. actually pretty happy. Yeah, you are. We're gonna start selling some of it. <laughs> All right. So timeshare. What about that? The second item would be yeah. a timeshare, which is appealing to a lot well, of people. We know people that have timeshares and they've had them for decades. That's great. Yeah. But if you're in retirement now and you say I'm thinking about a timeshare. You really want to challenge yourself on that. There's hidden costs, monthly maintenance, insurance, property taxes. There's risks, um, gosh, geographic risks, political mm-hmm. risk, you know, where you buy a timeshare. Right. The resale value is a little sketchy on some of that thing. And the other thing is flexibility of dates. Right. Because right. well, we, we travel we and do. We, we do Airbnb. Or which VRBO, is a, right. Which is a really good option, I think. Well, it is most of the time. If you do the research ahead of time. I don't know a lot about timeshares, but I do know we do have friends that utilize them a lot. Well, they go the same two weeks right. every year to the same place. Right. Now, the good thing is they've been doing that for a long time. They know the staff. Right. They know the other people that go at the same time. But if it's new to you, really, what we're saying is give that a lot of thought. You're right. 60, 65 years old. How much longer are you going to go to this location? Do you want to be tied to one location? Do you still like doing the same things, right. the same activities? Right. I mean, vacation and retirement is important. but And travel is. Right. And just make sure that you vet everything okay. that is included. Well. The third thing that you really should never buy, and when we say you never should buy, we don't really mean never. Well, it's individual. But but. it's individual. Large and expensive boats or hobby equipment. So we've been... (laughs) What's so funny? We've been boating for a very long time. And during our career, we carved out weekends and we went boating. And it was really important to us. And then we got a little bit of a bigger boat so we could go further or far. But then we retired and said, okay, this is great. We have all this free time. Let's get even a bigger boat so we can go away for longer periods of time. So we did that. And we sold it a year later. The thing is, I think it's really important to figure out if you're going to get a boat, does it really fit into your lifestyle? Mm -hmm. We thought it would. We did. But we now, with all our free time, travel to go see the kids. We have them come to our house and hang out. They don't want to go on a boat with us. So I think that that's something, you know, talk about depreciation. You buy a new boat. There's this saying that uh, a boat is a hole in the water into which you pour money. No, there's some acronym. Oh, the, uh, the best day and uh, best the best of, day to buy. The best day of boating is. The day you sell it or something. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway. 
Well, I think the thing about an investment like a boat is it has to be part of your retirement vision. And in that retirement vision, you have to have explained to all of your community, right? Right. Your children, your partner, your spouse, your... It has to be part of what you do. Otherwise, it is a huge floating expense. Well, we... Yeah. And, And we started entertaining more at the house and visiting the kids. And then when you're not on the boat, I have a real problem with a luxury becoming an obligation and our boat really became an obligation to us and we really got angry with ourselves and each other because we weren't spending enough time on it i think it got more angry at me than i did at myself really yeah anyway uh we have friends that have large boats right in florida but that's their winter home so if that's that's what works it works anyway expensive hobby equipment you know we're we're going on a safari next year can't wait for that and we're like, we should get a camera with a long lens, take pictures of all the animals. No, we're bringing our, our iPhones, and then we're going to maybe, maybe borrow a camera from a friend. Maybe, we don't yeah. need the highest-end camera for a two-week safari. Right. Buying high-end drones, uh, expensive gym equipment. You know, I work out with Fruit Freeletics app doing body weight. You go to yoga. We, right. we don't, we don't, you don't need to buy all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and and if you do, and it's part of your vision, and it's part of your financial plan, and you've budgeted for it, then great. But really, the message in this is just be careful careful. not to jump into certain things. The other thing that a lot of people face when they retire is their home. Does it make sense to buy a much larger home? We have six children all over the place. And in order for us to have a home large enough for them to come visit... We need a seven-bedroom house. Oh, gosh, not with the grandkids. It needs to be eight or nine. Okay, we'll get a nine-bedroom <laughs> house then. It's just not it's just practical. Not, yeah, so it's not we're possible. actually downsizing. We're buying smaller houses. We, we are at this phase where maybe, and hopefully, we start to spend more time at our kids' houses for mm-hmm. holidays and things like that. And the other thing that we do is the, when we have kids come in town, there's no room. We do Airbnb. Yeah, or VRBO, or somehow figure out how long are they coming, where are they staying, are they bringing pets, like what do we need to do? I think when you're looking at um, upsizing, you know, when you retire, because maybe you have a nice pension, you have a windfall of money, you have stock you need to cash out, whatever it is, you've got to think of things more than just the cost of this new grand right. home, right? It's you the have ongoing to, cost. You have to think of insurance and taxes and heating and air conditioning and landscaping and maintenance. All of that has to go into your decision-making process. Otherwise, you may find yourself behind the eight ball a right. little bit. Right. So that's, you know, you really need to give that consideration. We, we don't say it's wrong to do, but right. it, if it works for you, that's great. There's nothing like having all of the kids, all the friends and family around for holidays and things like that. Absolutely. Another thing not to buy is these new financial products that are unvetted. And uh, Mark and I have a lot of conversations about this because we have friends that are into some um, wildly high-returned, short-lived, unvetted financial products. Well, all of the stuff, I don't even know what they're called. Bitcoin and... uh, NFTs. Yeah, I don't know if that's come and went. But if you're... If you've got money to invest, it's really not smart to say, have a friend say, I got this thing, it's a 20% return, you should give me 100 grand or 50 grand or 10,000 or 5,000. It could be gone in a minute. It could evaporate. So you want to get good advice from a financial planner before you invest in anything that looks and sounds a little bit like, is that really possible? Right. 
Is it, is it the right thing for me to do with my money now? Right. And we're big advocates of, and we are not financial planners, but finding yourself a financial planner and getting your baseline, really understanding your spending and your withdrawal strategies, and really trying to figure out where you can go moving forward. You know, we have this um, arrangement with new retirement, and the link is below for their dashboard that you can get that ties together all your financial information to show you on one screen how much money you have and then you can run all sorts of different scenarios it's a really cool tool if you don't have it you should take a look at it but you know we're talking about your nest egg right right what are you going to do with it you want to protect it and make smart decisions and really there is no get rich scheme no at no. in retirement no. we've all worked hard to get here and hopefully we have enough money to last and live a comfortable lifestyle. That's been the goal, right? Probably the best advice we can give is to live within your means, make smart purchases, and make good financial decisions with solid advice. Yeah, we only get to retire once, so we shouldn't blow it by making rash and short-sighted purchases. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Jody and I started Retirement Transformed after we both left successful careers. We were surprised by the lack of information surrounding retirement other than typical financial advice. There was no roadmap to guide us in any way. We knew we wanted to reinvent the meaning of retirement. We wanted more out of this next phase of life. And so we started researching, experiencing, and ultimately began this Retirement Transform movement to help you also live your best retirement life. Thousands of people have already joined this movement and they've expressed to us how they also want to change the expectation of what it means to be retired. We're living longer than ever before. People are retiring earlier. So this retirement phase of life is the longest it's ever been. And our generation and the individuals who are nearing retirement are more active and engaged than ever. We're starting new businesses in retirement. We're traveling the world, learning new hobbies, and changing our habits and routines to allow for a more healthy and fulfilling lifestyle. This is what the Retirement Transform podcast is all about. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to be notified of our latest episodes and share it with your friends. Follow us on YouTube, where we release new episodes every Wednesday at 4 p.m. You can also find us on Instagram at Retirement Transformed, on Facebook, and on our website, retirementtransformed.com. Thank you for listening.